Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. My guest today is Elise Joy. Elise is a great friend of mine, an entrepreneur, a mom of three, and hosts a podcast herself called The Bounce Back with her friend, Brittany. I love this conversation, and I'm sure you guys will too. So please, everyone, welcome Elise Joy. hung out do you think i think would it have been uh uh Kat probably and we really didn't see each other that much no jeez this is Kansas past february yeah oh man it's funny because it feels like it was yesterday because the world shut down shortly after that but it is so far long ago all at the same time yeah how's how's lockdown <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown with three kids in a house while you're trying to work and teach parent. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you coordinate all that? Like three kids, that's insane. I can barely handle myself. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lincoln played Fortnite, Addison did school, and Harlan banged on my door while I was on the phone with clients. <laughs> That's how it went. So it was a lot of fun, you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And how do you feel? Are, are all your kids going back to school now? Yeah, so um, Harlan starts pre-kindergarten this year, so that's exciting. So she'll be at school for like two and a half hours a day, four days a week. Um, and then they'll bust her right to the babysitter, so that's great. And then Lincoln's grade three and Addison's grade seven, and I'm so stoked that the rest is cool. Yeah, so you see, like, a, a, well, I guess as a parent, because I guess I don't have kids, so I don't guess yeah. I understand why parents say you um, need a break. So I have, I have a niece, I guess I want to get her when she wants to have fun. Yeah. So she's like usually pretty good with me. So do I guess kids have a range of emotions, I guess? Oh my god. It's like like you know like the speedometer when you like hit the gas and all of a sudden you see that dial just like go way up. That's how kids' emotions are. Can go one way or the other. (laughs) And you have three. Three, yeah. Oh man. And how do you guess how do you find it being balancing being guess uh currently just a single mother of three? You like obviously has it obviously you sort of words, but do you find it tough sometimes? Do you do you have it like down to a science now <laughs> there is no science of parenting <laughs> um you know it's some days are easier than others um the longer that you do it i feel like the easier it gets on your own um and then some days they're just it's like you don't know what went wrong and where things went and Sometimes I just lock myself in my bedroom and cry myself to sleep. Oh, <laughs> I am not sure if I'm ready for kids. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. You'll never be ready. Oh, You're never ready. You just have to become ready. That's why the woman is pregnant for nine months. <laughs> you have nine months to, to be prepared for that arrival. And do you books help at all? Or is it useful to read books? Or is it should you just kind of do it like trial by error in a sense? Like- I mean, 
books don't hurt, right? It's just like anything, but you really learn it by actually becoming a parent because a book can, can tell you this is the way things are going to go, but every child is different. So. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I was a terrible child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you currently work at a radio station. I do. Yeah. And what do you do at the radio station? Um, so my official title is account executive, but I'm just an outside salesperson. I go out and I get to visit all the clients at their businesses and mostly get to socialize. It's pretty great. And then have you been, I guess, able to socialize much lately or is it still almost like maybe on Zoom calls or? Yeah, no. Um, so like mid-March, once the world kind of like went crazy till about like middle of May, it was all over the phone or like Zoom appointments. Um, and then started kind of going into the station a little bit in May and just kind of like, it'd be client to client, like, do you want us to come see you? Um, in June, I would say all the clients were like open to visits. People wanted to see people. Um, obviously like you're safe about it but at mm. the same time um our clients like they want to see our faces they want to see that we care so yeah yeah, yeah. so so you've been enjoying just the more face-to-face -face interactions yes i have already told my bosses that if for some reason the world shuts down again i will still be showing up at work every single day <laughs> you can't keep me at home <laughs> Did you enjoy working from home or? No. No? No. I, um, it's so funny because I'm like naturally an introvert mm -hmm. and, um, I love, I'm such a homebody, but my bedroom is the only space that is just my space, right? See mom with three yeah. kids. The whole house is everybody's and the bedroom is mine. So then at first I was like, okay, this is pretty great. But then my bedroom felt like a prison because it was like locking myself in there and trying to work and it was no, no longer my escape. So, no, yeah. I do not like working from home. So you're saying you're looking for a bounce back. <laughs> That's oh, right. Segue. So tell me about your podcast, Elise. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my best friend, Brittany, um, are just starting recording our podcast. It's been like in the makings forever. It's called The Bounce Back. Um, it's called Bounce Back because we're both single moms to three kids who kind of went through a bit of um, help. I don't know. We didn't talk about swearing. Hopefully swearing is allowed. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, we went through like hell and back, I feel like a little bit. And um, yeah, so our podcast is about like bouncing back from situations and it'll be about our stories. It'll be, we'll have guests on there kind of talking about their personal bounce backs. Um, so yeah, so we're doing that. Are you going to just have single mothers as guests or are you going to no. have some variety of people? Variety of people. Um, you know, we've got some cool topics lined up. One of my friends has had quite like the infertility struggle. Um, and so they just went through adoption and they were doing in vitro and she actually just ended up conceiving naturally, which is really exciting. Um, so, you know, like, for example, that's kind of like one of the subjects that we're going to talk about one time. And, um, and we've got some other people lined up that have some interesting stories. And right now it's just women, but it won't be. We've got lots of great, um, guys that we want to bring on the podcast as well. So. 
Yeah, and how in your first episode, where people, where can people find it? Is it is out now? It's not it? out yet, oh, yeah. but it is going to be out right away. So we started the recording. Um, we just need to figure out our kind of like intro and exiting music, and um, they will be able to find it on Spotify and iTunes and everything like that. Um, we have an Instagram, the Bounce Back. It's like the underscore bounce period back or vice versa something yeah. like that but you can find it yeah. <laughs> and was it did you start because of you wanted to kind of share you know personally like your journey and maybe give people like inspiration or hope or so funny story um i mean you know Brittany and i very well we are not quiet when we're together nope. and we post a lot on social media we're very like real um we post ridiculous videos and we just have people like coming up to us <laughs> being like i follow you girls on social media you are so funny like you guys need to do more um we had people like say to us like you're the reason i get up in the morning and i get ready every day because like if, if you are single moms to three kids and you guys can get up and do what you do then i should be able to as well and um so yeah so like after that started happening over and over again we're like kate we we need to like do a podcast or something because there's so much that like we have to share and we think we're pretty funny and our co-workers think we're pretty funny so we thought let's let's just do it <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man and how did i guess how's it been so far recording how do you find oh, it? did you find it weird at first with like microphones just talking did you like did you find like did you have a hard time doing it or was it just easy to easy to do so so funny so the very first time we recorded we recorded with our boss evan and um it was like really easy like it was like surprisingly easy and we felt like really worried about it and then we just did one yesterday just the two of us and it was stunning like Brittany just like could not compose herself when we were getting started we had to like do a few takes to actually officially start um but the second take was like the funniest because I'm like welcome to the bounce back and she covers her eyes <laughs> because she like can't look at me without laughing and so then i'm hysterically laughing and i'm like you can't do that <laughs> um so i joked that we needed like a divider but i think on like take five she was finally able to keep it together <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it's yeah i'm doing podcasts it's been pretty interesting and yeah the, my first uh, week doing it as i was saying uh, I bought the equipment at yeah. the platform and I, I switched uh, the, I guess, distribu distribution platform uh, the first uh, the week before my first recording. Yeah. So I wanted to have a, like a better uh, service. But then the day before when I went to test my equipment, uh, the platform that I was recording on, it echoed so bad. <laughs> and I was just freaking out because like the next morning my guest was going to show up. So I just figured it out and luckily I recorded and but yeah, it's just, it's kind of a, a little bit difficult on your own sometimes, but yeah. I enjoy it though. It's fun. And eventually my goal is to have video in here and get it on YouTube and, and, but yeah, so it's so I bought this one machine here. I yeah. have no idea what it does yet, but it does something for microphones. I yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, 
I know it, it's, I think it's supposed to control the volume and yeah. make people sound like the same song is quieter or loud, you can tone it down. So I should, yeah, you, uh, should, you can control the levels. That's, um, we're learning that too, obviously. I'm naturally just like louder than Brittany. Yeah. So, and she kind of, like she's so short and the, t- the desk we sit at is like so tall that she like almost has to sit on top of it. So I've learned we need to turn her microphone up and and or turn mine down, leave it where it's at. Um, it's, it's so funny when you're like getting comfortable with the equipment. Now we're lucky, we work at a radio station, they have all the best equipment there for us and they've got you know this pretty little handout, step-by-step instructions for us to run the equipment. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it makes it easy. Oh man, yeah, I wish, but yeah, so what do you guys have like, I guess a plan to you know, grow it or do you have a plan to make it you know, profitable or, or do you have like subscription model, like how, how you guys Yeah, you know, so it's so funny um, because we work at a radio station, they've talked about like posting it. We have, um, so we work for a radio station in Lloydminster. And so the radio station we for is called The Goat and they own mylloydminsternow.com. And so they talked about getting our podcast on there and potentially having some clients like sponsor it. Um, we already have clients that like, they love when we come in to see it, see them together. They were just hilarious. So they're already like sending me the sponsorship details. Um, for us, you know, it's really just about having fun. And I think kind of like documenting stuff along the way that we can look back at one day and like, we will think that we had like the most hilarious day. And then mom brains a week later, we forget what we were even laughing about. Yeah. So if we can at least record this, you know, one day we can, when we're old and, and we're in a home together and listen to this and, and, and just remember <laughs> if it turns into something profitable, awesome. We've been told that we should record ourselves like with video too and go on YouTube because we talk with our hands a lot as you've noticed (laughs) but yeah see where it goes yeah man yeah it's it's a a lot of fun and yeah and I never expected how much fun I would be having and but I also find it uh had to keep on guests and inviting people because no one's doing it for me. So I found that to be a struggle. So sometimes I'll just try to scrambling to find people and yeah. last thing to ask people. But yeah, so far it's uh, it's been good. I've been meeting interesting people. So one person I had on was the executive director of the Mustard Seed oh, wow. in Edmonton. So he just talked about the homelessness and that was pretty crazy. And yeah. Who else had, had Irene Meyer on? Yes. Had uh, an Aboriginal pastor on, cool. so a lot of cool people. And, yeah. yeah. So I just hope we uh, just goes from there, and then, yeah, just uh, it's kind of a whatever podcast for me. I, I mean, it's like a platform for people to come here and talk openly. Yeah. Um, I'm edited, so um, if you want to talk about some certain issues, I'm I'm down for whatever. I'm open. <laughs> I'm open book. I'm open to any ideas and discussing them. Even if I disagree with you and. And just for what also friends come on, we can just bullshit a little bit, yeah. have some fun and and just go from there. So you know, hopefully, you know, I would love it. Like ideally right now, like I would love to do this full time. Yeah. But you know, whatever where if it's just a hobby for now, I don't mind. It's really really fun. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, but yeah, so uh tell me about uh if you want your uh, your new bow, Jason. <laughs> Shout out to Jason. <laughs> Um, yeah, so funny enough. But first of all, sorry, before I could cut you off, I just got to ask, as a single mother, because um, it's interesting, because you know, as, a, as a, I guess, a guy sometimes, it's hard to think about uh, how a female feels sometimes or their perspective, and I guess especially having children, 
especially dating, I guess I, I found out that you have to have a lot of trust for someone to let them in your, your life. Yeah. So. Yeah. So holy moly. Um, I don't even know. I was like, I guess I can explain where Jason came from. Um, but I mean, you're a single guy and you've put yourself out there and I do not do online dating. Like I can't do it. Like I've tried and I'm the worst online dater because I mostly just swipe left. And when I do swipe right, I don't actually want to talk to you. (laughs) So it was like really funny. I kind of tried online dating and, um, I think it was like February. I just like deleted them because I don't like to meet people. (laughs) Um, So I would like talk to somebody for a bit and they'd ask me out on a date and I actually didn't want to meet them. So I was mostly probably on it because I was bored. So February, I deleted everything. And I said to Brittany and my one boss, Donnie, I said, that's it. I said, the only way I'm dating is if I meet someone in real life, face to face. And then COVID came. (laughs) And I said, well, I guess that's my sign from the universe that I'm not supposed to date. Um, So then funny enough, I started talking to like a friend in May and we kind of like went on a date, like hit it off. Um, but it just just wasn't gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made me realize that I was like ready to actually date because I had been on dates before, obviously. Yeah. But I I think I like dated a little bit to serve my own ego, right? Mm-hmm. We all like kind of like want to feel better about ourselves. Yeah. So I think lots of times we'll like go on a date, not because we really want to, but because it makes us feel better in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So Jason is a client of mine at the radio station (laughs) and really funny, I hated him. (laughs) So I met him like a year ago and my boss, Donnie, introduced us. And I remember thinking like he was an active guy, but he was like the most difficult client. And at the time, I didn't know why he was so difficult. I've learned a lot, obviously. Um, but like, I would call him, I would email, I would text, and he would not answer. And I would need to get his ads changed up because it was like summer ads and we were heading into winter and I needed to know what the hell we were doing yeah. for his advertising. <laughs> and he wouldn't get back to me. So I'd be like, Donnie, I need you to call Jason because he won't answer me. And like, so difficult. And so then we would get his like creative and he would hate the ads, like loathe them. And I'm like, okay. And I would get like a 20 minute phone call at this point of like two pages worth of changes. And it was so frustrating. And so in um, June, he was doing a giveaway, like part of our giveaway, we did like a sweet Father's Day giveaway. Mm-hmm. And his was like $500. He's a landscaping company. So his was a $500 gift certificate to, to his landscaping company, TLC. And um, I was like, I think I asked for this gift certificate five times, Peter. And finally it was the day before the giveaway. And I was like, Jason, 
when can I drive out to your shop and get this gift certificate? Because we actually can't give it away on air unless we have it in house. Like I was like beyond frustrated. Okay. Yeah. And he texted me, I think, at like three o'clock in the afternoon, and it was like plus 30 outside that day. So Brittany and I were sitting on a patio drinking bulldogs. <laughs> and, and he's like, got the gift certificate ready. And I'm like, okay. So um, I said, I'll be there by four to get it. And Brittany and I carpooled, and I was like, well, Brittany, it's your lucky day. You get to meet Jason. <laughs> and I was like, so sarcastic. Um, and so we drove out to his shop to get the gift certificate. And actually, this is a really funny story. Can I play a song? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my facial recognition wasn't working on my phone. Only like I had to do this like seven digit password. Yeah. And I was wearing a skirt and we're standing out in his yard to like get this gift certificate. And I put my phone down on my leg and this song turns on. Okay, you're gonna die. Oh, like, just a second. I was dying. I was so embarrassed. Brittany was dying. It's coming. Just a second. It's called White Fence by Sophia Scott. Oh, you're about to. <laughs> Talking about kids and talking about like 
partner, yeah. right? Um, so I wasn't ready to date anybody seriously then anyway, so it worked out for the best. But yeah, so he like, um, Brittany called it actually. We were at one of our clients and um, we have such great, like the best clients. She just like started dating this guy and she was telling us all about him. She's like, what about you girls? And Brittany's like, Elise is gonna get asked out on a date today. <laughs> so I was like, what? She's like, yeah. She's like, Jason is going to call you. He's going to ask you what you're doing this weekend. And you're going to tell him that we're celebrating your birthday this weekend. And then he's going to ask you out. And so I think he called me 20 minutes later and pretty much the exact conversation <laughs> went down. Um, and yeah. And so we just like went out for lunch. It was great. But he has his own airplane. So he took me flying the very next day. Yeah. So uh, he's like... He, he knows how to like date a girl and everybody said it's like I'm on the episode of The Bachelor I just don't have to compete with anybody and he's really for not. life <laughs> no he's so great he's no, so that's good. good well you deserve a great guy thank you yeah. oh man but yeah so like, so like what do you mean by like, really knows how to like, to like date a woman like what do you mean yeah I mean like it's like the little things. So, um, for example, you have a Diet Pepsi. He hates Diet Pop, okay? And I'm like a Diet Pepsi addict, and he knows this about me. And so he bought Diet Pepsi to keep in his fridge for when I'm there, right? Like little things like that. And, um, you know, he's just like, he's the kind of guy that he like cooks for me, and he's like a chef. Like, I kid you not. So, um, we don't need to go to restaurants. I just, like, sit in his, like, beautiful kitchen and I watch him cook. And he's just, like, he is the kind of guy that, like, you know, like, you're it. That, like, there's no, you know, trust issues. He's very mature. He knows what he wants. And so he makes you feel, like, super loved. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. So is that what re girls really want? That is what girls really want. And he's a little bit like, he likes to give me a hard time because let's face it, I, I'm i just like every other girl. Nice guys always finish last. You have to be a little badass. You can't be like super sweet 24-7 because we run away from that. So he's like got the good balance. Good balance. Yeah. Okay. Not too bad. I don't learn how to be bad. It's just hard for me sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes I, I mean, sometimes I don't recycle. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> yeah right there. Come on, Peter, you should recycle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but yeah, same. I, I cannot do the online dating. I tried, especially during the lockdown a little bit. And, it's terrible. Uh, I'm a bit straightforward. So, like, I'll say with the first day of messaging someone, I'll say, hey, would you like to grab coffee sometime? Yeah. Because for me personally, I'd rather spend an hour with you in person and text you for a week. And then by the way, like if you're first time meeting someone that you're texting all the time, what do you talk about on the date? So Right? So funny. I actually only ever went on one date from online dating. Other than that, it's like people I've like met through other people or Facebook actually. Like I guess people add you on Facebook because they want to date you now. It's like the new dating app, but you don't know that they want to date you until they've asked about 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I went on one date from an online site and it's because Brittany made me. And like, seriously, Peter, 
I left before the bill came. <laughs> I, I like, try, I wanted to pay for my drink and that's all I had was a drink and I wanted to pay for it. And he's like, I get that you're an independent woman, but I can pay for your drink. And I was like, okay, thanks. And I grabbed my phone and I left because it was so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Well, why is it so bad? Just like that interesting and vibe or... Okay, so he... He was 27, which is fine. I'm 32, like five years isn't a big deal. But he was like talking about how his dream was to be married by 22 and have a family. And so it was like, he was like trying to be my husband on date one. And he just like, in conversation with him, it didn't flow. I could have watched paint dry and had a better time. Like it was, so bad um and he thought it went good that was the worst part like oh it was so bad. oh yeah oh yeah i had to like block this guy um and i i just said to him i was like look like you seem like a nice guy i just think we're not a, like we're not a good match um and he took it very offensive and then he tried to like go from like being like you're the greatest person ever to be like well I noticed a few things I didn't like about you and I'm like that's fine like there's no wow. point continuing this conversation sounds very insecure so yeah, yeah yeah so that was the only date I've ever gone on from like an actual dating site and it's because Brittany made me do it it's all her fault so with this Jason guy yeah. how do you know like how do you kind of intrinsically know that like you know what he's kind of a guy I want to be kind of serious with how do you know how do you know kind of they want to do Yeah. I mean, okay. So in May, I started as part of my like daily affirmations and goals. And I have a gratitude journal and I journal in it. Like I'm grateful for the things that I are like, I already have them. And so in May, I decided I'm ready to have somebody in my life. So I started like having it in my daily affirmations that I'd be in a happy, healthy relationship in 2020, okay? So it started out with that. And then I started doing like a gratitude journal and I was like grateful for this guy that was in my life already, okay? And so for me- So you're kind of like putting it out there. I was, I was putting it out to the universe, but like also, how do you meet anybody (laughs) in the middle of COVID if you're not gonna do online dating? Right? At least, I guess now you could use the eye pickup line, I guess now, like you do have beautiful eyes, so that's the only thing you can say. Right? It's the only thing you can say. Maybe like send a little wink their way. Yeah. (laughs) But so I put it on paper that I was like looking for a guy who was like very goal oriented, business minded, um, had his shit together, right? Mom of three kids, if I'm gonna make time for you, you better have your shit together. And, um, you know, somebody who would like potentially be interested in us being in business together or us having our own business goals um, and just like being super supportive of each other. And then it was like super important for me that this person who comes into my life would love my kids like they're their own because they don't have a dad. Um, so yeah, so what's crazy is Jason has a vision board. Ooh. Yes. Our first date, we like literally talked about the love languages book because like, um, we started talking about personal development and yeah, he's read it like five times. I've read it, um, like twice. And then I have like a singles edition that I read. And so like 
he, yeah, he has a vision board. And what's crazy is he pretty much had me on his vision board without... What do you mean, like, you what? Um, so he had, like, a girl in her 30s who was a kid where, like, the dad wasn't in the picture, like, blonde hair. Um, you wear a lot of print? <laughs> I wear a lot of <laughs> print. Um, business, like, mindset. Like, it's crazy, actually, like, the, like, list of details he had on there. Like, it's kind of, like, weird. So we were both, like, manifesting something. Um, and, yeah, and, and so... So it's just like interesting how that like all comes together. But, um, you know, he's got a nice house. He owns a business. He still has like goals and aspirations. He's think like, what more can I do? And that stuff is like attractive, right? Especially when you live in a oil city where most guys work on the rigs and then they get done work and they go out drinking with their pals. Yeah. Maybe they do some drugs. Like finding in a place like Lloydminster is not easy. I tell him he's a unicorn. My friends are like, agree. Like he is a unicorn. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, so you're saying if I put it out there or have a better chance. I feel like if you put it out there and you really mean it and like literally it was something like I focused on every single day. Like it was like, I was like, I didn't realize how bad I wanted to be with somebody who could like treat me the way that he treats me until like I met him. Okay. Yeah. So it's the combination of putting it out there but also being the right person. That's exactly it. And like actually wanting it because I think lots of times people like say that they want a they relationship. Or just other people want. Yeah. And you have to like, I was single for like two years before I was like, okay, I'm ready to actually date. And I had to do that. Like, like I said, I went on dates, but it wasn't for the right reasons. It was to like serve my ego. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem right now is that so many people can't let go of their past shit and they're carrying it forward to new relationships. And that's the one thing is like my marriage, like broke my husband broke every bit of trust that there was and I can't carry that forward with Jason I have to give him like 100% trust that he's never done anything to me because he hasn't Mm -hmm. but I think so many people carry those issues forward and that's why we see like this cycle of like broken terrible relationships or people like judging people before they actually get to know them that's the other thing with online dating first of all I need to decide whether I think you're attractive then I need to decide whether you're interesting and then I have to decide if I want to give you a second date yeah exactly and then you have like almost like a preconceived idea of what this person's like before you meet them and then most of the time at least from a guy's perspective like I guess from I guess what I experienced, females don't post sometimes the most accurate photos or it's <laughs> a bit doctored and and for me personally it's like I don't mind like who you are, but for me it's like you're already kind of lying already. I'm sure guys do too, like they post some photos. Like I know I had a picture of a dog that wasn't even my dog. Yeah. Guys, guys <laughs> always post a picture with a dog, regardless of whether they have a dog or not. Every guy has a picture with a dog. <laughs> Um, lots of them have pictures with like a niece or a nephew or a friend's kid and then they're like not my kid um, and it's so funny like I don't know if they think that women want to see men with babies or, or what it is um, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret Brittany and I are terrible people we created a male profile 
So we could see what the women's profiles were like, okay? And because as a woman, you sit back and all the guys are like, please no filters and this and that. And like, we don't use filters. Like I have Snapchat, I barely know how to use it. Um, and when I do take Snapchat photos, it's with my toddler, right? Like she wants the yeah. filters. Um, so I, I take, like, I have an iPhone. I mostly use the portrait one, which is supposed to make you, your skin look even like clear. Like not like your skin look clear, the picture's clear. Yeah. So what you see is what you get, right? And it's, you take the photo from the right angle, obviously, but, but I don't use filters, okay? So when we created this male profile, well, shit, there's some women that literally, it's like puppy ears in this one, kitten ears in this one, rainbows on my face yeah. in this one, and there's not a single photo without a filter. But, okay, here's another secret we learned, okay? Every woman has on there not looking for a hookup. And then most of the men are not looking for a relationship. Yeah. So this is why online dating is not working. There's maybe 20% of the people are going to find something because the other thing is, is there's way more women than there are men on dating apps. Really? Yes. I mean, at least in Lloydminster is what we learned. So you've got 10% of those women are interested in a hookup. So the guys that find those 10%, well, they're getting lucky. Yeah. But then the other 90% of the women are competing over the 20% of the men that are actually looking for a relationship. So this is why you have to go on a million dates or just give up online dating. Like it's creating dating culture. Yeah. It's like destroying it. Sorry, it's not creating it. It's destroying dating culture. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I miss them. And it was never in the good old days, but I kind of miss in a sense, or maybe just arrange marriage. You don't have to worry about it. Just here, marry not. Right. <laughs> um, well, I met my like husband in high school, so I never really got to date. Yeah. So now I'm like, I was a 30 year old mom with three kids who has never dated before, and the main way people are meeting people is on social media, like whether it's on like Instagram or Facebook or Tinder or Bumble and. And don't get me started on Bumble. Women don't want to start the conversation. Like that's going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So you're saying even uh you say so you say is it like most women like still like to be like this almost like oh what's the word? Maybe uh treated, I guess not nicely, but almost like still uh treated almost like a princess in all a sense. Here's the thing, opening the door for a woman. It goes a long way, right? Um, like just those little like old school romantic baits, that stuff doesn't go out of style. Women like to feel like that person wants to like wine and dine them. So if there's somebody that you're like seriously interested in, which I hope if you're going on dates with a person, it's because you're seriously interested. Mm -hmm. I get that sometimes it takes some time to like maybe get there when you're just getting to know a person. But like wine and dine the freaking girl. Make her feel special, right? Like put your phone down. Like even when I'm at Jason's, um, I keep my phone up because it's three kids. Yeah. But like I will not like just answer the, like the phone or text from people. Now, 
I will see who it comes in and he knows my best friends are like my like whole world besides my kids. And so if a friend is like sending me something in a panic, I'm like, sorry, I need to get this. Mm-hmm. And I tell them why. But other than that, we're not on our phones. And you see that. Like people are literally on dates, yeah. sitting across the table, and instead of looking at each other, they're on looking the at their phones. As the teacher, like if you want to do that in your relationship, like that's stupid. Like, yeah, like for me as well, it's just I wanna be able to communicate with you, talk about yeah. have a conversation and and it is a bit more yeah, and just yeah, just be online, and that's what uh, one thing we guys afraid of with this all this technology that we're going to just lose the, our connection with each other. Yeah. And it's going to go straight to online dating, and yeah, it's, it's scary. It is. It's, it is scary because you can be whoever you want to be online, right? Like Brittany and our man. So we can see what women were out there. Did you ever no, we used like a picture from the internet. It was like a meme of a guy. Like it was the most fake profile. Um, but do you know what's scary is I think there was like nine women that swiped on. I think we used the name to Mike. Yeah. There's nine women that swiped on Mike. Now we don't know who they were because of course we didn't pay for the profile. But nine women swiped on Mike who was a meme from the internet that had no words. So like, I'm really hoping all nine of those were like bots and not real people, because that's sad if, if they weren't real people. Yeah. That, excuse me, that just goes to show how badly people want to be in relationships. No, especially especially during the lockdown, people, they want to be together more than ever. Yeah. So then I think they have to resort to online dating and yeah. do all this crazy stuff. So. But yeah, I gave that up. So yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I think I'll meet the right person eventually. Lots of work. Smile more. You're you're such a smiley person too. But like, I think that was the biggest thing is we found out. And I mean, you can either agree or disagree with this because you know Brittany and I together. Um, we found out because we're like we go to like. Original Joe's and Lamonster is the place to go. We go there at least once a week. We sit there, we have drinks. Our, our bosses were like, you need to like meet people organically, like yeah. out of the restaurant. And we're like, nobody approaches us. And we're like, cause you're unapproachable. Yeah, too, well, yeah, it's pretty intimidating with two, two females. Cause I guess as a guy, I guess most guys, even though we don't know they but I guess you, know, you do feel best. You, your ego gets hurt if you get rejected. So especially when you see them with someone with their friend and take someone with, pretty big gonads go up there and be like, hey, you, yeah. one on date. So we didn't like think of that because we're like, we're, we think we're kind of cute and <laughs> pretty funny. And so we didn't understand why guys like wouldn't approach us. Like, come on, hi, we're here. There's no guys here. And they're like, no, you girls need to go separately. And we're like, we're not going to go sit at a bar by ourselves. And we're like, yes, like literally go sit at the bar. Like go sit at the bar so somebody feels like they can approach you. Well, again, now because of COVID, you can't sit at the bar. So yeah. you're going to have to sit at a table by yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then other than that, though, like especially at a restaurant, though, like, it's, it's more difficult now than masks, so it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we don't have to be masked in Lloydminster like it is here in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, you would I guess have to put your mask on and walk over to the table and and have that conversation. It's definitely like when dating culture is already terrible because of online dating. COVID sure doesn't make it easier. No, we guess the gym. Uh, I switched gyms. He's good. Good luck. Okay. And now you go to a place called Evolve. I. 
I love it. It's like my second home or third home. Love it. Um, because um, Good Life, it's a it's a huge commercial gym across yeah. Canada, but you can only book. You have to book in advance like yeah. for an hour. Or this gym, you can go as long as you want. Oh, okay. And plus, they have like acupuncture, nice. um, physiotherapy on site. They have a jiu-jitsu gym is that well there. It's a powerlifting gym, strongman gym. But really, it's like anyone can come. There's no mirrors, though. There's no mirrors. There. Interesting. So working out. That's good. Yeah, and uh, there's some pretty beast girls there. Like, like just I'm like, oh god, I gotta get my ass in here. Like, <laughs> you just need to ask them. Be like, can you can you help me? Like, can you spot me on this? <laughs> Give me some pointers. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm in love because like I love this gym. Yeah. I don't ruin this gym by potentially. So it's uh. Yeah. Just gonna see how it goes. Yeah. Just see how it goes. Make sure you just smile and say hi to everybody, not just the girls. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. There's those guys at the gym and they just like watch you. I try not to look at people at the gym yeah. um, because like I'm going there to work out, mm-hmm. right? And and like I have limited amounts of time. But like if somebody was constantly saying hi to everybody. I would like probably notice that. Yeah. So like just be super approachable to everyone. All right, I'll try that. I usually I just get right in the zone, I got the headphones on, I'm just I know. That's how I am too. <laughs> but yeah, it's but yeah, I think I think hopefully we get to some back normalcy here, but we'll see just yeah. it's interesting. It is. Yeah, and I've been I've been kind of following just current events, not a lot. Yeah. I tend not to watch news, but it just scary what could happen, what um, just what what could happen, and especially like right now, it's a, it's a, it is a law to wear masks in public places. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of agree with. There's gonna be lots of people, but at the same time, I also agree if a business doesn't want to have masks, they should have the right to not to. So there's a little bit for me personally, just yeah. kind of almost like on the side of caution about what's actually going on with our rights. And yeah. I know people are scared, and we have the right to be, but yeah, I don't. <sighs> I have like very mixed emotions on the whole mask thing. Like if I'm given the choice, I'm not going to. Yeah. Um, my oldest daughter has to wear a mask to school and my son is grade three, so he doesn't have to. It's grade four and up. We're with the way their school is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has to wear it on the bus though. So we were like getting ready for school and um, he made some comments about how this sucks. And I was like, well, we have to squash that now because um, as much as we might not like it, if you if you have a shitty attitude about it, it's going to be worse yeah, exactly. than if you're just like, this is the way things are going now. So I told him, I said, there's going to be kids that are going to make a big deal about this. And your teachers are stressed out. Like you have to be like super positive, be a leader, wear the mask without complaining. Yeah. And... Um, he hasn't said a word about the mask since then. Awesome. Well, Show to the teachers, by the way, who are oh. just having to deal with all God bless <laughs> the teacher. <laughs> but yeah, and, uh, and do you know if they have to wear them? Like, they're not, I think they have to wear them 24-7, like, throughout the whole time. So I know my niece is, like, even during her gym class, she has to wear the mask. So the way that my kids' school is, is so from the moment they get on the bus to they sit at their desk, they have to wear the mask. If they're working independently at their desk, they don't have to wear the mask. If they're working in small groups, if they're in the hallways, washrooms, like common areas, they have to wear the mask. Um, I 
I'm the mom that doesn't read the newsletters. So I can't confidently say that gym class that they have to or don't have to. Um, I'll have to ask the kids if they have to. I mean, Addison, Lincoln doesn't have to. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the one thing with the the whole mass situation and Again, I get it's for people's safety, but it's, uh, again, hard to interact with one another. You don't see people's facial expressions and are very, humans are social creatures, so yeah. it's to interact with one another. And I was almost going crazy being isolated during the lockdown, and so I have to get a dog, basically. I'm so crazy. I, you know, my kids drove me insane, but I remember being like, <laughs> there was two things I said, and Jason gets mad when I say this. I One thing was, I'm so grateful I don't live with a man right now. <laughs> but the other thing was, is I'm so grateful I don't live by myself right now. Because I'm an introvert, and it was a lot for me to be, like, in the house like that with no outside, like, social interaction. And so what's so funny is Brittany's the extrovert out of the two of us. Yeah. She, like, brings up the extrovert in me because I'm the kind of person, when I'm comfortable then I'm extroverted, but until I'm comfortable, I'm very introverted. And she asked me one day, she's like, on a scale of one to 10, what's your mental health today? And I was like, it's a three, and I just like broke down. And so she like picked me up a latte, she put it at my doorstep, and I live in townhouses, and I didn't have a neighbor at this point. So she sat in front of that doorway, and I sat in front of mine, and it was like, freezing we had like blankets and we sat there drinking coffees because she's just like she wanted to make sure I was good this is such a great friend but she's the extrovert and she was killing it and I was not doing good so she's like well we'll just have to do something like this from time to time yeah what was uh so I think during the lockdown I think a lot of people discovered just certain things about their lives, maybe yeah. certain things about their jobs that they didn't like, or maybe certain areas in their lives they were maybe mistreating or paying enough attention to. What is uh, maybe something you discovered about your life that maybe you wanted, wanted to change or did change or? Oh man. So this like a lockdown per se was like very eye-opening for me. Um, because A, I didn't realize how much I like rely on like connection with people because I am naturally an introvert. Um, B, the first like two weeks I gained like five pounds. Like it was like not good. I was like literally like depressed. Like I was like, because my work meetings were at nine o'clock, I would have had my alarm set for like 8.50 and I would do them in my pajamas. And, and then I would like just eat all day because I was like bored and I was tired. Yeah. So I started working out and getting up in the morning and naturally I've like never been a morning person and that like saved me um so so now I get up at like anywhere between like 6 to 6 20 every day um so that was good I learned a lot about like self-discipline and doing things strictly for yourself um I got super frustrated with my job like yelled at my bosses one day because um you know, working from home during these stressful times and business owners are panicked and they want to like talk to you about like how they don't know what to do. And so it was just like stressful because like I said, Harlan would be knocking on my door, mom, 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 right? And so then finally I'd say to them, I have to let her in because otherwise she's just going to keep doing this and I'm not going to hear a word you're saying. And everybody, like all my clients were so good. They were like, let her 
Um, but that's where I learned, like, I don't want to work from home. I love my children, but I need some space. I was so grateful when we, like, when my kids got to have their first sleepover at their grandparents' house. Like, oh, my God. Um, I got super frustrated with society. Like, watching stay-at-home moms, that is a hard job. But I had to, like, stop looking at Facebook for a little bit because I've seen so many people post, well, now now all these working moms get to see what it's like to be a stay-at-home mom. And I just, like, it took everything inside of me not to say something because I'm like, well, no, because now I'm, I'm working from home while my kids are doing education and I have a toddler knocking on my door 24-7 and I still need to cook and clean. And I don't have a partner in the house. Your husband goes out, he works you take care of the kids and you cook and you clean like you did before, which is hard work. Like I, I don't want to do it. I've never wanted to be a stay at home mom. From the time I had my oldest kid, I was coaching skating when she was two weeks old. Like I've never been just a stay at home mom and not just like, it's like, like that's a tough job. Yeah. It's not for me. Um, but that irritated me so much. So I just like learned, I was like, people complain too much. So I just kept trying to be super positive on Facebook. And I literally had people message me being like, you're so positive. Like, thank you. Like you're making me feel better about what's going on because you're not like feeding into the negativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I feel like I became a better person over lockdown because I might have maybe fed into some of the shit before, but I couldn't stand looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get sucked into that. And especially, you know, the more things you like, that's all, all that you see is the more things you like. So yeah. if you're liking all the negativity in these videos that are appearing, oh, it's all Facebook or Instagram, or you teach them to show you more and yeah. more, just gonna feed into it. and. Yeah, I, I personally, I, I took a step back, I deleted my, I had TikTok, but I never used it, I deleted it, yeah. deleted my Snapchat, and then uh, turned off my notifications on Facebook and Instagram, so I almost didn't see your message here when you got here, <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, so I just, because I don't want, I, I made it so Facebook and like, Instagram aren't like kind of, but um, they're in control, they're not, I don't want the, the apps to be in control of me, yeah. I want to like, hey, if I want to go on Instagram, check it out, don't. I'm going to go on Instagram not because someone messaged me. Yeah. I've checked something out. So, and it's, it's, I found that super helpful as well. And, but it's kind of difficult sometimes because, like, majority of people, they communicate through Instagram or on Instagram all the time or Facebook, whatever. And, and I don't necessarily like that anymore. I just want to be like, just hang out with people, not on your phone and get away from everything. But, well, of course, I do like it because you get to keep those yeah. memories, take pictures, create memories. And, and I get that as well. But sometimes I'm like, we need to take our phones everywhere and take pictures of which like keep them away and just hang out. I was listening to a podcast. I can't even remember which one it was because I listened to a few different ones, but they were talking about, they had like 300 notifications, like unanswered text messages on their phone. And that kind of stuff, like, I've always been like, oh my God, like that drives me insane. But I love when they were like, I get to decide when I want to talk to somebody just because you texted me now doesn't mean I have to answer you. Mm -hmm. And so that's something I started adapting. Like I'm like, I need to be in the moment and it's something that I'm like working on. Like Jason gives me shit if we're on the phone and I'm not totally in the conversation. He's like, are you surfing your phone right now? (laughs) Like he calls me out on it. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, so then I like put my phone down 
because I'm like, oh my God, he can hear it through the phone. Like, how do people feel like, like if I was just like, hey, thanks for having me on your podcast oh, here, uh, Peter, but I'm just going to surf Facebook while we do this, you would be like, thank you for coming, but you can go now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, hopefully, hopefully something, well, I think, I don't think it will change, but I think it just takes time. Patients, I think, just find those right group of people around you yeah. who value uh, the same things. And, and yeah, same thing. I hang out with uh, basically the same four people as well. I yep. hang out with Kevin Nicole at least once a week. Yes. And then uh, Chris and Kyle, usually Curtis once a week. So, but uh, it's funny. Yeah, it's um, some people I haven't met later in my life, and now they're we're all family and love their dogs. And that's why yeah. I have a dog now. off on me. I stayed at Kevin and Nicole's a little while back and oh my god I was so grateful to be around them again and I miss Curtis and Kyla so I'm super jealous that you those, those are your four people yeah and they also got a new puppy as well so. I know I just keep watching all the videos <laughs> yeah but yeah uh, but yeah so yeah I wish you were close maybe you should have moved to yeah I mean <laughs> I'm not like opposed to moving somewhere someday um I just like, like Jason talks about how like, would you like, do you have to stay in the land? Like, is that something you have to do? Like with his business being like landscaping, there's so many places he could live where he could like do the business more like year round. Um, but like my kids, like this is all they, like, this is all they know. I was born and raised in Lloydminster. I've never lived anywhere else. So I, was, I said, I'm like, how does the mom with three kids just get up and move when your whole, my family, their dad's like parents are here, right? So like they have all this family around them. I feel like it's not that I wouldn't, like I love the mountains, take me closer to the mountains, please. But it would, it, it would have to be for a purpose, I think. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I've decided, I don't know, I like big cities. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to live here in like a big city um, in the future. Definitely. Yeah. I, want, I, need, I need a smaller town. I love people, but at the same time, people uh, are annoying. Yeah. And, you know, like a big city will good, but I think even as humans, we're not meant to live in such big cities. Yeah. I think Edmonton's like as big as it should get. And you stop, you gotta stop. But uh, <laughs> I don't mind people move here or not, but actually, like, Smaller towns like my space, yeah. Like, uh, definitely get acreage property where I can just have do my own thing, people or whatever. I wouldn't mind driving yeah. for whatever. And, but I guess I know, I know if, if you're a parent though, and you live four or five minutes from the city, and then all these kids' activities, I'm sure that's just a different story altogether. Yeah, you know, Lloyd, Lloyd's interesting, it's only about like 30,000 people, so it's not terrible it's so funny because it's a city but it feels like a small town especially when you're from there like everybody knows your business and everywhere you go somebody's there that you know or a friend of a friend right like it's like that small town mentality but like city amenities which is nice but like literally i can drive across the city any direction I need to go in 10 or 15 minutes and that's really nice I grew up on an acreage and there's so many times where I wish I had that for my kids but I also know like with kids activities like I would be like so frustrated and I remember we'd run out of milk and it's like oh like does anyone really want to drive to town for milk and we only lived 10 minutes from town but it still was like annoying yeah yeah, there's like, and the maintenance, right? Like as a kid, I thought it was great. As an adult, I want to mow seven acres like my dad did. 
Probably not. Oh man. Yeah, I guess that's something I have to consider as well. And also, yeah, but also the city though as well. I just feel like you got no privacy. Yeah, I mean, like, if you have a good yard and like things like that, I feel like maybe it's a little bit different. I live in a townhouse right now. I have no privacy. If I like speak too loudly to my children, my neighbors hear it, right? if my, like, yelling at the dog to come in, the whole neighborhood thinks I'm screaming, hopefully, at my dog and not somebody else. But, you know, the yards in, like, Lloyd, like, that's where we're so grateful, even just in Canada in general. Like, you look at the United States, how many people live in, like, cities, like, millions of people. Wait, didn't you go, you went to San Francisco? Or where did you do, or San Jose? Uh, yeah, so yeah. I went to, like, San Jose, and we did do a day in, in uh, San Francisco. But, like, you look at, like, all of those people. I've been to New York. New York City was insane. Like their little one bedroom apartments, like they rent them for like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. And like you've got no. Mm -hmm. I like we died when we got into our hotel room, and like the hotel room wasn't much bigger than this room we're in, and it had two beds and a bathroom in it. Like it was just like okay, like no New York City lives up to like what you think of. Yeah, hundred percent. Dumb. And I think my mom told me a story where, because like obviously to live there you find roommates. Yeah. Unless you're wealthy and whatnot. And my mom told me a story of a person living there and each had like a weird feeling and like left his uh, the middle of the night or one day and then the next night that guy got busted for like, drugs or whatever. <laughs> Just in, but yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's good that we don't have as many people and yeah. stuff like that. And, and yeah, just being people hearing you all, oh, man. Just, I don't mind. I don't mind my apartment. It's nice for what now, but definitely need my own place, own property. Yeah, yeah. it's temporary. Temporary, yeah, and yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, in the uh, future, though, I decided for myself during this lockdown, uh, I switched career paths altogether. I'm uh, gonna go for firefighting currently. Nice. That's my plan. So just had to upgrade courses and. I kind of went, my problem is sometimes when I decide to do something, I don't really research anything. So like the podcast, like it's all been trial by error. I know that I knew like the first few episodes are going to be bad. So I didn't really, uh, to be honest, I don't even know how to edit anything still. That's why there's no editing. Yeah, I'm never going to edit, but like, like I don't know how to do much on this podcast anyway. So I have to still research for that. Like, so I thought I was going to be like, um, extra motivated, but like you have like full time job and like do all these activities, and you're kind of tired by them. Yeah. You really want to like research things, so I have to be more diligent about that. But but uh, yeah, so like I did upgrading school. I awesome. registered for a course. Uh, I mean, bio thirty because I ever did in high school. Oh, uh, that was my favorite class. Oh, I hate it still. <laughs> I hate memorization. Like it's like oh. like it's not really cute. Never ask me on anything here, but it's it's not bad. It's not bad. But then I figured out. Because um, then after I registered for some courses in me as well, then I decided to ask a friend who is already a firefighter yeah. what I should do. And then it turns out the course I was in for at Nate, I only should take it if I want to be a paramedic oh. as a backup. <laughs> so and I think I missed the courses because in August, so I forgot to like look at my courses on there. But then like knowing at Nate would even, because like, I called student service yeah. at Nate and straight voicemail. So they brought up the uni calls. So you kind of reach people on that, and it turns out my name need bio thirty. <laughs> what I need. It's like, oh man, so. Um, the separation is in the preparation here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no fun. That's no- I'm kind of like 
like a fly by the seat of my pants too. I always say I get bored really easy. I'm taking a course right now too for interior decorating. Um, so like I always wanted to do like interior design and decorating. And then I, you know, decided to take a year off after high school and then I became a mom instead. So I never went to school. Yeah. Then I just started my event decorating company. Um, and like when I was like 20, Two or something like Are you that. Still doing that, or? Um, well, so it's the company. My mom's kind of been like managing it for me. Um, you know, when my marriage blew up, I had zero interest in decorating weddings, yeah. but I had built a pretty great business. So that's kind of when my mom took it over. And now that I'm like in a different place, I feel like it's something I kind of want to get more involved with again. Um, so yeah, so I decided, do you know what? I'm going to take my freaking interior decorating. Um, and I just registered for the course, like the second I decided I wanted to do it. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's going good. I, I need to set more hours to study because I'm a procrastinator by nature. Um, but like I always, I keep saying, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up because I just like, I set my sights on something and then I, I get it to where I want to be or I achieve it. And then I get bored and I'm like, okay, what can I do now? So um, that's how I am. I think that's, I think that's, I think, that, I think that's also partially maybe technology. We always want the next best thing, next new thing, the new iPhone, the new car. And so I think that's why maybe some people get bored because then you, you look at Instagram, this person's doing this great thing, or someone's like a photographer doing amazing photos. Like, oh, maybe I want to be That would be cool, right? Yeah, I want to do that. And then you take it, like, I'm kind of bored with this. Let's yeah. Something else. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, do you know what? I like interior design and decorating was something I've always wanted to do. So why not? kind of like follow that route. Now, of course I live in a city where there's really no demand for that. Yeah. Um, but who knows what the future holds? Yeah, exactly. Anything could happen, especially- Anything could happen. Especially today until well, today's day and age this year, 2020 has been a crazy year. Yeah. But I'm, I'm happy uh, football is back. Oh man. <laughs> so fired up. Oh, I don't want to talk about too much. I'll probably just have to, uh, but honestly, I have to probably work out after this. So I talk about football too much. I just get too amped up. That's so funny. I don't know why. I just, oh, I just love it. I'm happy football. Tom Brady is still playing. Did you know that? Guys, uh, I didn't. So he's, uh, I don't know. He's 43, so it's like 20, 23rd year or 21st year. That's crazy. He's still playing professional contact football and on a new team. and Good for him. Yeah, and it's crazy. And then this other quarterback got a, a 10-year, $503 million deal just to throw a football, basically. It's an awesome. Like, he deserves it, but still crazy. I think they did like 80000 or it's thousands of COVID tests and it's zero positive ones. That's and then awesome. All NFL, I think teams are traveling and, and yeah, it's been pretty awesome. And the uh, first football signings this weekend, so it's football all day. So I'm going to try to study, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, you need to like schedule what I would do, like when I study and stuff like that, is I reward myself once I get to where I know I need to be. So record that football don't go on social media so nobody blows it study and then watch it all right then you'll feel great because you accomplished it all have you have you ever been to an nfl game no i've only been to cfl games i'll recommend you if you're not like a football fan just because the atmosphere is just 
absolutely ridiculous. I went to yeah. a went to a Seattle game, last Seattle versus Dallas. I went to two Patriots games in uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. On the yeah. And it was a Thursday night game, and my father and I went. It was a father son trip, and we're going we we're, we're going to go to the stadium five hours before. Because uh, at that particular stadium, they had like a plaza of restaurants attached to the stadium. Yeah. I'm like, we'll go there, sit down, relax, before the game, we get there five hours before, an entire parking lot, stadium's packed already, <laughs> lineups at the restaurants already, people already parking their cars, paying 50 bucks to just the tailgates to listen That's to awesome. the next to the stadium. So it's a whole day event. That's like, like a religion yeah. in the States, and people will make a full day event. And, Absolutely incredible. They had like a, again, this wasn't a playoff game. Um, they had like ice sculpture of one of the players because of Thursday night football. It's a huge yeah. deal and just craziness. And this is an incredible atmosphere to be in. So I would definitely recommend going to it. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't. I just really haven't had the opportunity to. I love live sports. I think that's just it. It's, it's like the energy in the, in the arena. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever like done any running or I remember the first time I did a, like a, a 10K run, it was um, Melissa's Road Race in Banff. I've never run 10 kilometers before, but I had decided I was going to do this. And I felt like I was like dying yeah. during this 10 kilometers, but I did it in under an hour, which was like my goal was like 60 minutes. And I think I did it in like 57 or something. Okay. But the energy of all those people together, like running, it's like insane. And that's what like live sports is like, right? Like I hate watching sports on TV. I don't care what sport it is, whether it's something I have interest in. I hate watching sports on TV because you don't feel that energy. Yeah. It's when you're in the stadium. It's when you're around all the other people and you can see the the fans like cheering and like hear everything and watch the players feeding from that. Like I feel bad for them playing without that. No, no, no. They're doing, they're doing fake sounds. Every stadium is the same. <laughs> level like 70 decibels whatever and it's like generic noise generic chance of the TV she does and some stadiums are allowed limited capacity depends oh, okay. on so like there's one stadium I think there's only allowed they're only allowed to like 2,500 people only yeah and some stadiums are allowed 17,000 based on the capacity and it's just like like that's what like they feed off of yeah, exactly. right like it's like it's like if you were um like we just spoke on stage before right yeah. there's a difference between speaking to five people and speaking to 500 yeah right um so like i just can't imagine like being a pro athlete right now and a big reason why you do it is for your fans yeah. and your fans aren't there like i don't know i yeah oh man i think yeah they need to figure out the testing somehow we need to get people I feel bad for Check CFL. The yeah, I feel bad for CFL because the league's not able to perform because well, it's not CFL not, doesn't have a lot of money compared to the yeah. NFL, yeah. right? So, but yeah, it's you're right. It's just a huge loss of sports. I'm happy it's playing though. I'm very yeah. happy, and uh, people whoever is playing has a huge responsibility. Almost not blowing party and stuff like that. Because I know there's one guy during the NBA bubble. I think someone had to go to a funeral. I think that was understandable. He was allowed to go do that. I think. Either to grieve or whatever, you went to a strip club for some chicken <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think people have to be responsible and yeah, in order to continue. But yeah, it's 
oh, I miss it though. I wish we could be up there. And what would be one sport you would not watch live? Golf. And I love to golf. Would you, I, would you at least go up beyond my, like, the Masters, like, the, just for the experience? Or would you, like, no, I can't? I don't know. Like, of all the sports you could go watch live, I just feel like that's one that I love to golf. But I don't think I'd want to sit there and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for me, it would be darts. <laughs> they actually have live darts in the UK. And I think they have thousands of people watching people just... Um, did you watch any marble racing during your lockdown? Because that was a big thing. I didn't even know it was a thing. Yeah, so my younger brother introduced us to that. Um, they set it up like NASCAR races, um, but it's with marbles. So you should go to YouTube <laughs> and Google marble races, because I feel like if you don't want to watch darts, marble races might take the cake. <laughs> Well, now I'm out of football just for, for a bit, and <laughs> hopefully uh, I get nothing happening. So I know in baseball, for one of the teams, it was the Marlins, Miami Marlins, I believe. Yeah. I think it was like out of 27 players and uh, staff, about 13 were put on tested positive. Oh, man. One team. So I think yeah, they're, they're all having a good time or something. And <laughs> But man, it's crazy. And, and yeah, and, uh, I think it got more uh socially aware so i know for a while they're uh huge into personal development and yeah. positivity and stuff like that yeah and i guess for me lately um the reason why uh, i don't know if you know this but i'm actually uh, uh terminating my license um financial i'm gonna keep my license so i don't have to read the test i yeah. have a year to have it without a sponsorship but uh, yeah it's uh for me, it's like I want to, uh, can't deal with uh, BS anymore and like fake positivity and and great company, great people, but uh, I'll be more aware and want to be more aware of society and and see what's happening uh, in the world. And that's what I've been grabbing for. So it's, it's difficult because I don't want to get sucked into the emotion, but yeah. I'm trying to be more socially aware and I'm trying to get through these books. I've been super lazy, I'll admit it, but I have like the King Constitution I'm trying to read and <laughs> the Charter Rights of Freedom and just kind of understand our society and what's yeah. happening. So that's kind of the direction I felt that I was going. So I kind of got away from all the, the personal development. I still listen to some videos here and there, yeah. more about kind of more society and history and what's going on. It's so funny. Um, I love personal development, but I have to be reading the right book at the right time or I won't read. And I love to read. Like, I love the cheesy romance novels. Um, so I could read those in like a day. And there's so many great personal development books out there. And lots of them say the same thing. So it's like so tough because mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like you're just reading the same thing over and over again, which sometimes we need to hear the same thing yeah. over and over again. But I feel like with personal development books, you have to be reading the right book at the right time. Otherwise you're just reading. Exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes, uh, uh, we, sometimes the personal development itself gets, uh, almost put on like a pedestal. Like you have to mm -hmm. I think sometimes just doing experiences, so it's sometimes more valuable and such a better teacher yeah. because you can read a, a ton of books and it is helpful and you should read yeah. really good books, but I think also just go do it. If you're interested in something, go try it or do something yeah. instead of kind of like being in your bubble. I, um, I'm the type of person, like after I went through like everything I went through with my, I was like in a very negative space. 
I was like super down in the dumps, super depressed. And so personal development um, really helped me become who I am now. And so I say like, I'm super grateful um, for all the personal development we've been encouraged to do in the financial industry because it has made me the person that I am mm-hmm. today. And maybe I have taken kind of a different direction with the radio station and not where I thought maybe I would be in the financial industry. But I sure as a heck wouldn't have met someone like Jason if I wouldn't have helped. So that's the other thing. I yeah. guess that's another dating trick. You wanna you wanna meet somebody good, personal develop, okay. like become the person you're looking for. Yeah. And also find someone kind of almost either yeah. wants to kind of push you a bit or someone who can, uh, I guess, who can be along the journey with. Well, that's just it. Like, he totally challenges me, which is what I need, right? Like, um, so... Calls uh, you out on your BS? Oh, totally. <laughs> so it, it, it's really good. You, like, if you're looking for somebody, like, if you need somebody to challenge you, then become the person that, like, is going to attract that kind yeah. of person. Yeah, yeah. That's funny though. I think all my friends are uh, couples. Yeah. Nicole, but I don't. I don't mind being a third wheel. I don't. I don't like. Uh, it's funny to watch like how I met your mother. I always like Chris and Kylo when I was living with them. Like we should all be like salt and pepper and paprika. <laughs> like, Come on, guys, let's do it. Let's do it. Have like a, a third wheel costume going on or something. Like that. See, that's um, that's like Brittany and I are talking about Halloween. Okay, so we have a couple of ideas for costumes. Oh, and so, Halloween too. <laughs> uh, we terrified the guys at work. So we were like talking about how we dress up as the twins from The Shining. Oh, yeah, and then we found some really great ketchup and mustard costumes. And like, I love mustard and she loves ketchup, so it's like easy. We wouldn't have to fight over who's going to be which one. But then um, Jason's talking about Halloween plans, and I'm like, oh my god, now I have to choose between my best friend and my boyfriend for couples costumes. <laughs> I know this year I definitely um, I definitely want to be Batman, but I need a I honestly need probably a couple weeks to prepare because the costume I bought I had to find it, but it was four hundred dollars a year. It's seven years ago, five years ago. Yeah. I think I wore it three times. Okay, so it's like something you continuously wear. Yeah. Um, I was gonna wear it at the back of my party. Yes. Um, I saw like. Uh, can wear it, wear his, and like, oh, that's even better. Like, obviously, because I think he's naturally responsible now to Halloween, so of course you don't want to spend. I'm like, oh man, he has like the fake mask with like the like stretchy fake balance, you know? I'm like, oh man, but like the, with mine, it's like all rubber, so it gets really hot. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to figure out how to either make it cooler, and I have to um, never wear my mask driving, because one time I got ready before I left the house. I put the whole bag mask on and it has like the solid neck. Yeah. So I couldn't show Can't turn your neck. <laughs> so I'm like driving down the highway in my Batman costume trying to Oh boy. You know, it's a lot of fun. But it was a funny like, the first time I had it, I got all geared up. I had a beard at the time, I shaved my beard. Yeah. And then I got the eye makeup and then I practiced the voice. You know, my voice deeper. <laughs> Watch a little bit. And you ever watch the funny Batman videos? No. Oh man, there's like uh, like a college, it was called College Humor, they made fun of the Christian Bell Batman, but like okay. how funny he is sometimes. And and there's um, uh, one where he and Joker he interrogates uh, an actual clown, so you can't tell the difference. So, like, being up this actual clown and asking, Where is she? So, at this party, 
house party. I only knew like two people there. This guy comes in with a clown costume. Oh, boy. I did not know him. <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately, and I think I was like really a few inches tall. So I had my bad boots on. I got to file some boots as well. And I grabbed him and I threw him on the table. Like, where is she? <laughs> and then he didn't like me at all after that. He talked to me. <laughs> Everyone else had a good time, but he didn't. Oh, Peter. So I thought my goal is eventually going to have like a legit movie, movie style band costume. Yeah. So obviously, when I have more money and be financially responsible, do so. I'm going to get a legit Batman costume and maybe like that would be the There you go. Every Halloween be Batman. Be fun. Be fun. But then I think I also realized something that I may be attracted be attract mothers. Interesting. I don't know, maybe a primal thing, like, oh, she has some birthing hips. I mean, it's like something like that. <laughs> Very, like, primal, like, she had, she can have kids. So. On what is that? Though? Like, I don't know why, like, one person can be graduated with, like, mothers or something like that. Why is that? It's so funny, actually. Um, are you a mama's boy? I guess, I guess my mother does love me more as a father, so I guess I, like, I would like to, like, hang, hang out with my dad more. Yeah. Or, like, love and attention. Yeah. Okay, so that could be something to do with it, but I was explaining how I knew you on the way up here with Jason, and I, like, had a lot on my mind. I'm like, I wonder if Peter's, like, into moms, actually. <laughs> so it's funny that you said that. But one of the guys that works at the radio station, like, he's like, I like moms, right? And we're like, oh boy, backing on up. <laughs> he has a girlfriend he's been with forever yeah. and they're amazing. Um, but yeah, like some guys are just like attracted to moms. And I think it's probably because you want somebody to like care for you and nurture you. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah, well, like they know they're probably good at taking care of people. Like, yeah. Probably know how to cook and all that stuff. It's probably like it's very insatiable. Like, gosh, you're like, take care of someone. So I'm not saying I'm looking for a thing like, like, honestly, <laughs> I'll say it's a reflect with front also reflecting during this lockdown. I think I either I have to be ready because I'm not sure if I'm ready to be a father yet. Don't yeah. Like that. Um, and I'm probably if I meet someone and she's amazing and she happens to have a kid, I'm not going to be turned away. Yeah. But I think I should meet someone who doesn't have kids right now, personally. Yeah, I mean, see where that goes. here's the thing Jason doesn't have any kids, I have three kids. Um, He's like in a more established place in his life, but he's like dated people with kids before too, he's dated people without kids. And once you add kids into the dynamic, it's just like a whole other thing, which is why like as a mom, it's really scary dating because you can fall for this person and this person can fall for you to avenge the dynamic of the kids and that's mm -hmm. gonna change everything. And you know, and he's had his like heartbroken where he's lost that relationship with this child after. And so like dating moms has lots of perks <laughs> because snacks. you know, like that's just right, right? We pack the snacks. Um, but like they also like kids are going to be the number one priority 100%. right and so you know with me now kids are back to school it's a little bit different dynamic for jason and i activities are going to start again it's like tough so then there's that conversations of like my kids know about him they've seen like pictures of him he like i constantly talk about the kids to him like everybody knows about everybody but there's been no interactions and it's so tough because it's like there's that like factor where you're like 
I absolutely do not want you to meet my children until I feel like maybe I can say like, you're the one, right? Because my kids, they've lost their dad. So introducing a man into their lives and then them potentially losing that person. Yeah. But then there's like, there's that other side of you that you're like, well, I really care for this person and he treats me incredible and my kids know about him and they're open to the idea. It would make things easier. And how would I know if you're the one unless you meet my kids and all? Yeah, and that's exactly it. You want to see the dynamic of your kids with that person and there's the convenience factor, but the reality is, is like good things aren't always easy. So sometimes, you know, you have to take your time. And I think, I think that's the other thing with like dating culture right now is people are moving fast. Like it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like let's live together. Let's do this. Like it's crazy. And so, um, Jason likes to move fast and I move a little bit slower. And so it drives him a little bit insane. (laughs) Um, but I think I like keep us at a good spot. Yeah. I think also, I think maybe this is something I either scarred about myself or maybe it's just not the right person, but especially with some of the tenure dates I've been on, <laughs> they were just uh, one-time dates. Yeah. And I almost feel like sometimes I've rushed too much. Maybe this is my perspective. Yeah. And, you know, in a sense, give it up too soon. Yeah. Even from a, from a guy's perspective, maybe just me, so I feel like I'm a little kind of weird. Um, it's like... You're almost like disinterested, like she gave it, like not that it's bad. Yeah. You both want to do it, but it's like, oh, like it's like, like almost like I would go thinking back into like, high school dating. It's like, like sex. Well, now I'm probably sex and I don't know how young now. Jesus. Oh, that's uh, terrifying. Let's uh, not talk I, about I, that. I'm, like, oh, I'm praying I don't have a daughter, so I'm definitely gonna be like that scary dad. I'm gonna be like uh, the bad boy scene. Yeah. That's gonna be me if I follow me and Kevin. But um, I'm curious how three guys, but um. Um, yeah, I feel like I just missed the whole, you're getting to know someone, even, I don't like text, I don't want to text yeah. immediately, I'm not that I don't want to talk to you, it's because I want, I kind of want that build up again, yeah. like, you go on first date, and probably not going to be a kiss, especially now, and then you want the second date, and like, maybe this is awesome, and then the third date, there's a build up now, and so it's, I think it's more enjoyable that way, and you actually can know somebody, you're not just in the sack right away, and then I think that's what happens, you can use, um, that's a bad thing. Like, so we need to get our rocks off all the time, yeah. once in a while, and and uh, sometimes we use lust for love or whatever. Yeah. And then you get into a relationship, and then sometimes it doesn't work out. Even though we're both great people, you know, things slowing down is not a bad thing. Yeah, Jason and I didn't kiss till our fourth date. Oh shit. Yeah, we like, and he took me on an airplane for our second date. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we just really took the time to get to know each other. He actually called me out a little bit on our fourth date and was like, "Are you into me?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Jason, I am a mom of three kids who works full time. I'm studying right now. I'm not making time for you unless I'm interested. So then he went for it. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I played a little bit hard to get. I didn't realize that I did. Um, Just a natural thing? I guess so. (laughs) Is there something maybe you've noticed as you uh, became a mother and also like when you're, remember from maybe when you're dating when you are younger until now, do you notice like your interests and what you look for and guys are different? Um, maybe when you know you're around uh, my age, 25? Yeah. 
it's like so tough because like, like I said, I met my husband when I was, I was 15, like I was, it was a month before my 16th birthday when I met my husband. And then I haven't like seriously dated anyone until Jason. Like I just went on dates. But for me, you know, when you meet your husband in high school, you're babies. And so you grow together. But I took a lot of time to myself and I was asked out on plenty of dates and, and, and whatnot. But what kind of like separated Jason from the rest is A, I was ready. But B, is he had his shit together. There's something really like, especially as a mom, it's not that like, I'm not willing to like go through like build from the bottom up with you I'm totally willing to do that but having goals and aspirations and not going out partying all the time mm-hmm. that's a big thing and I would say women that aren't moms also are looking for people who who have goals and aspirations and dreams and talk about them and share them but then their actions match that. Yeah. So right? That's a big thing. 100%. Yeah. So. And then it's important on both sides. I think people need Yeah. Uh, think if you're not motivated and you're not doing certain things, then once you have a person who is motivated and tries new things, you have different experiences, you change your mind, you have different opinions. Yeah. And, and someone who's not doing that, I think sometimes also when you are motivated and you have. I hate to say it, but also almost like have an actual life. You have different yeah. friend groups and different yeah. clubs you hang out with and different things you do in a separate life. And someone maybe isn't motivated or, or doesn't have their shit together could be just almost clingy and could drive them crazy in a sense. So I think it's important you have to have like your path in a sense yeah. and doing your own thing. Do you think, have you ever met someone who has gone almost too far the other way or is like too obsessed with their goals and is a turn off or that, could that be a turn off? I mean, I think long as you fit into those. That's the other thing, right? If somebody's got all these goals and motivations and dreams, but there's no room for anybody else in them, that could be a turn off. Um, One of the other things I think that I learned from my marriage is that, um, and then heading into a new relationship, is you have to let the petty shit go. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing that you see now is people argue over the silliest things. And so Jason keeps saying to me, he's like, this doesn't upset you? Like, are you really this easygoing? Like, he's just like waiting for me to like throw a plate at him or something. but because, like, I think sure, and you're not actually ready to be in a good relationship, you are immature. Yeah. And you fight over things that shouldn't bother you. And I learned a lot from my marriage, right? Because I was, we were very immature and had to grow up together. And um, those are the hardest relationships is mm-hmm. when you're both in a place where you're probably not ready for that. Exactly. So I think people need to learn to let go of the little things um, and focus more on the big things. A hundred percent, yeah. It's so important and you feel folks on the pay things well like, yeah, you still be bickering all the time. And again, I think you gotta be confident in yourself. Yeah. You know, like you're, I think you have to love yourself where you're yeah. at and it takes a lot takes some time to do that and and then but once you do do that and comfortable with yourself, um nothing other the big thing like the small things don't matter because you know where you're going, what you want and and the person doesn't fit that, you're not really worried if they reject you or you reject them. And it's good that way. I thought I was going to be married by now when I was in yeah. high school. Oh, man. I thought I was going to be married at like 23 and have kids. 
you sounding like that one day I went to on that He's like, I'm going to be married and I'm 22 no. and have kids. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not that. Now I'm like, I'm happy with my life phase. I'm happy that I have no kids right now. It's like, I like my own, I do my own stuff and stuff like that. I, I need to learn how to date. I, I found out I was good at relationships, which is terrible at dating. So I just love on people too much. Yeah. But I'm also terrible at getting hints or taking hints because some, yeah. I think usually sometimes the subtle hints I'll miss, but sometimes the harder hints I can pick up sometimes is really weird. But usually I can't pick up hints. And like I said, I saw I think Kevin on my last podcast, my previous podcast. Uh, my first day, like my first serious girlfriend in high school, we went to the movie theater. I'm a very little literal person. I found that out as well. Yeah. If you tell me something, I usually take it as is. And I didn't know anything until this year or a couple of years ago that women do not usually say what they mean sometimes. <laughs> right? So I kind of pick up on that. Right? So we're going to the movie theater. I'm like, hey, would you like anything? She said, no, I'm good. In my mind, I'm getting a medium drink and a small popcorn. Yeah. She did not say she, she didn't want anything. It's all mine. That's my mindset. <laughs> during, during the movie, and, you know, my popcorn. She not goes, sharing. She's going to race for some popcorn, and I kind of moved the bag away. Oh, my God, Peter, you didn't. And I'm like, you see, didn't want anything. Oh, my God. Look at me like, oh. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't understand. I'm like, you totally didn't want anything, but now I'm like, maybe she just get something like a bigger popcorn and then share. So, so, so funny. Jason cooks all the time yeah. and he's an incredible cook. And he's always like, have you eaten today? And I think sometimes he's worried about me because I usually eat like chicken nuggets and french fries with the kids. Yeah. And, and um, so I went to his house a couple weeks ago and he's like, have you eaten? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, what did you have? And I was like, oh, we made like pasta and whatever. And he's like, well, I'm like making like salmon and turning into this salad. And it, was, it smelled amazing. It looked amazing. Um, he's like, do you want some? I'm like, no, I'm not hungry. And I was a little grouchy and tired. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, you're pretty jealous. I'm like, no, seriously, I'm not hungry. And so then he's like, do you want a bite? I'm like, I said I'm not hungry. And I just like snapped. And he was just like, okay. <laughs> so then the next day I was like, oh man, I was like so ridiculous then. So like I was like, hey, like, sorry about last night. And he's like, I accept your apology. But it's so funny when you're getting to know people, like you just like, you don't know sometimes, right? And all he wanted me to do was try and bite him a salad. And um, I was just like being unreasonable. But so I warned him. I'm like, hey, there's going to be certain months of the year where I might just like start crying and I have no idea where it's coming from, but it's like related to like, like with, so Tom has been gone for like a year and a half. Yeah. I said like, there's times that Bradley's like hits me. I have no reason why it does. And like, it's usually when I'm happiest yeah. to be honest and like maybe it's a little bit of guilt. But when it comes to like kids' birthdays and things like that, you know, it should be really important it is. But I'm like, just so you know, the months of June, is June, July, August, September are bad for me. Four months in a row. Yeah. Kids' birthday is my birthday. Wedding anniversary, kids' birthday. I'm like, then I'm good for a bit. And then it's like December, January, mm -hmm. February, March are tough because you've got Christmas, his birthday, death anniversary, funeral. And so like, I like prepared him. I'm like, these are months that like right now hit me the hardest. 
And, and then there's a, like random moments. But I think that's one of the biggest things in relationships is we just need to be honest about those things because I like put up walls and I try not to let people in. And it's something I know about myself. So he like tries to get in and I put the wall up and he thinks like, I just don't want to share that with him, but I don't even realize I'm doing that. Mm. So I think with like relationships, we have to let those walls down and we have to be honest. And she should have just told you she wanted some popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, I'm kidding. Oh, man. Yeah, I have to learn. So like, yeah, Bijan now, I'm like straight up, I'm like, yeah, you tell me what you want. So if you don't tell me, I'm not going to pick it up. I'll try. But, and then now, uh, well, usually I take notes on my phone. Yeah. So like, I'm going to forget certain things so that I can reference things. And, yeah. And, but I found out one of my defense mechanisms, because um, I found out I actually do have a lot of walls. So I think if Kevin Portland and Chris listen to this and Kyle, I'm like, hey, but even my best friends sometimes don't know what's going on in my life. Yeah. Not even my family. And so I tell people bits and pieces of information, and it's because I don't want. Like, like quote unquote something to drop on me to have sensitive piece of information because if something goes sideways and so like especially on dates I know a lot of time or when I sometimes I hang with people that way that people always say like oh sorry if I spoke a lot but I know what I got good at it is I'm really good at asking questions and as I can ask people certain questions and people just ramble and take some pressure off me so I don't have to reveal anything about myself when people just talk and talk and talk yeah I, um, well, I spent so many years trying to keep people out of my life, hiding everything that was going on in my marriage and inside of my house that like, I know it's not good because I like became depressed and I gained weight and I like pushed away everybody that cared about me. And so now I probably like sometimes share too much because I'm like, I'm like, oh, I feel good. Like getting that out there. But when you're trying and, and strangers, like I can tell a stranger anything, yeah. but if it's somebody who like wants in, like Jason, for example, um, he's like, I wish, like, he's like, sometimes I can see like you're processing something and I know you want to say something, you're not saying it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, ask me questions. And he's like, I should always have to ask you questions. <laughs> like you should just like feel comfortable talking about it. But like everything I went through with my husband, it was like, you like every barrier of trust was completely broken and so it's something i don't enjoy talking about right so that's like i'm like if you like literally just ask me a question and i'll talk about it i'm like but i just don't want to bring it up like it's not something fun to talk about so it's interesting the more you start about yourself what you like and yeah and yeah but yeah so yeah so it's so funny i love that you like keep notes and stuff like that um and you know that you have walls too because the more we know about ourselves then the easier it is to actually open up because i I know, like, and, and in my mind, it's like, Jason, I'm like, I'm not carrying any of this for it. I trust you 100% and whatnot. He's like, yeah, but you still have walls, so you are carrying it into the relationship. And I'm like, oh, like, like he has to call me out every now and then. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm ready to date, but I think then I'll know if, once I start sharing more about myself. But even yeah. I found, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's because I know too much. I find, I'm not sure if I'm like ready to have information I know. Like it's weird. But Big Brother freaks me out. I can't watch it by myself. I just get anxiety if I watch it. But we we watch Big Brother. Like <laughs> oh. we're we're out in. Okay. Yeah. So like I I've been almost like emotional list. Yeah. So now when I I I used to love rom coms. Yeah. The staff of it here. 
but now I have to be in the right mood because I'll pull one I through half an hour in like this is bullshit. This is <laughs> yeah, it's not like that in so, real life. <laughs> so then like I shut it off before I used to like and uh so like yeah I found that I'm not sure if it's me um maturing or I found like not all about that anymore like it used to be. It's so funny. Um so like Jason would like I don't think I did when we first started seeing each other. Every time we talked on the phone or went on a date, I would tell him something about myself. Like it was like you know how like some people try and present them their best selves. Yeah. I'm like he needs to know all the things <laughs> about me, so that way I'm not like person like he doesn't see me as one person, and then one day I'm a completely different person. Yeah. So like. I'm like, like I knew like Diet Pepsi. I'm like, I'm addicted to my knuckles like way too much. I swear like a trucker. Like every time, like I would say these like things, I'm like, I often don't make my bed or like whatever. Like just like the dumbest things. But he's like, he's like, he's lived by himself for all this time. His house is like completely like, always have all of these nice things. And so I'm like, I don't want him to get this like picture in his head because he feels like I like fit this person on his vision board that I'm this person. And then one day he like wakes up and he's like, who are you? So I started telling him all these like negative things about me and they're not negative. They're like quirks. They're like, they make me who I am. Um, But yeah, so I started sharing those things (laughs) with him because I'm like, he's going to dump me. You better do it now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe I have to start doing that. Right? Like, because then you can't be like, well, you never, I didn't know this about you. I just put it all out there. Every, but only like one thing at a time. Right? You got to ease them in. Check your list. Yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, just so you know, I do this. I get my nails done because otherwise I chew my nails and then I look like I have the ugliest fingers of life. Right? He's like, oh. Oh, man. Yeah. I think the one thing where I do change, the thing we usually pretty chill. You don't really, sometimes I, I crack jokes and maybe burn people sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, usually the only time I really get fired up and sometimes on the verge of angriness is I want to play sports. Yeah. I just have a switch. Uh, I think slow pitch is the one I get really competitive in. Yeah. Like things like soccer or like football or hockey, I'll just, uh, I, I'll just get pissed. And I remember I played goalie and soccer and I'm supposed to touch the goalie. Yeah. And, uh, the guys, I'm going at the ball and I grabbed the ball and the guy bumped into me. And since I was a goalie, I grabbed his legs and I flipped him over. Oh my I'm god. Like, you don't freaking touch me on the goalie. And this is co ed Rex Song. He got the foul, but like that's how I play and stuff like that. And and yeah, so I just get super competitive, sometimes pissed off. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty easygoing. But, like, it's so funny. So, Jason keeps trying to, like, he's, like, box us about, like, when are we going to have our first fight? Right? He's, like, I just want to fight with you because I'm Portuguese. Like, my dad is, like, 100% Portuguese. And then my mom's, like, times 57. So, yeah. I'm, like, half Portuguese. And so, he, like, I mean, you see me now. I, I speak with my hands. I'm very dynamic. So, he's, like, waiting to see fire come out. And I'm, like, don't you worry. Like, you're going to see it. Yeah. But, like, don't ask to see it. Like, yeah. fighting only needs to happen if it needs to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is, is fighting unavoidable, you think? Or, or do you think it just happen? It's a natural occurrence of just being around someone 24-7. I think all couples disagree and argue there's just the difference between like disagreeing and arguing and like throwing shade in people's faces Uh, like and that was the thing is my husband and I did not fight healthy like it was not good Mm -hmm. like we were 
miserable. And um, you see that all the time. And like, it breaks my heart because I think that we, um, I think we let little things bother us too much and we let the big things slide. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because there's so many people out there that are so unhappy. And I remember like I stayed in my marriage far too long because I, but um, I was saying to friend Melissa, I was like, I remember thinking like, I don't want my kids to come from a broken home, but our house is more broke than any house there was because yeah. we were so unhappy. So it's crazy. I feel like if you are in a happy, healthy relationship, you're going to disagree and you're going to argue and, and that's normal. And if you don't, that's weird. Yeah. Um, but you have to, you have to play fair because if that's somebody you love, you shouldn't be calling them names and doing okay. that shit that was never brought up when it should have been brought up. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That can definitely happen sometimes, especially being calling. I don't like that at all. You, you can't take that back. No. Right. Like once you put something like that out there, that's it. Like it's out there. And then, and then that person that's calling somebody else names thinks they can do it again. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, it's sad how much we're willing to put up with because we think it's all we're worth or we're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Now I'm not saying to like break up with your partner if if you have like disagree and argue all yeah. I think there's a difference between disagreeing and arguing and fighting, like fighting. Yeah. And um and do you see it or have you witnessed it a lot with uh I guess I think maybe Lloyd Lloyd yourself like based on your experience have you seen like a lot of or do you see a lot of these batteries just turning uglier or like how do they usually get cleaned from what you've seen? Um, you know, there's there's lots of people I think that stay because they think they have to stay and you can just tell that they're unhappy. Um, whether it's the woman calling the man an asshole or the girl being called like a see you next Tuesday. I think children are being exposed to a lot of terrible relationships which is why like it's super important like when i do introduce my kids to jason that i feel very like comfortable that we have a very positive happy healthy relationship and can be a great role model to them because they saw nasty things between my husband and i and i don't want them to think that that's what a healthy relationship is um and but they also see on the other hand where I think some people just give up because they're mm-hmm. bored. Yeah. It's so sad. So people are like fighting to like gather when they probably would be happier apart, but they stay because of kids. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that just give up over nothing. Like it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, it's the people are people and I think they're going to do what they're going to do. And there's yeah. so many people, so there's bound to be a spectrum and I think it's all about you again finding the right person and finding the, the right people in your life to yeah. support you and and just, yeah again it's especially nowadays you're living till you're hungry with all the technology and health that we have so you better find the right person because yeah. you might be something for quite a while yeah yeah but but yeah so but other than that at least it's been almost two hours oh my god <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm not sure about you, but I'm kind of getting hungry for some lunch. I am. Yeah. I am pretty hungry. But yeah, so, but thank you for being here. I very appreciate it. But uh, before we go, tell people about your podcast again and where can they soon find it. Okay. Yes. It is 
is the bounce back. We, Brittany and I have been best friends. We were best friends when we were 14 years old. We had a terrible breakup when we were 16. And then we got back together because both of our lives were imploding with like terrible marriages. And um, we, she's very witty and we like banter back and forth and we laugh a lot. And we're going to be talking about, you know, parenting and dating in your thirties when you have kids and what dating is like in 2020. And, um, you know, our, we're going to share like our stories and what we've learned. And, um, there's going to be a lot of like positives. Like the big reason we're doing this is that I think so many people get caught up in a bad space in their life mm-hmm. and they feel down in the dumps and they don't know. They feel like there's nothing more. Like this is yeah. the hand that they've been dealt and they don't know how to turn that around. And so we're going to be sharing like, our stories and experiences and other people's where they, where they were and where they are now. Um, so it is called the bounce back and you can follow us on Instagram. It's the underscore bounce dot back. We will be on Spotify and iTunes and all those good things here within the next couple weeks. But to stay in the know, follow us on Instagram and uh, hopefully you'll get a good laugh because they're short, they're sweet, and they're meant to be funny. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for your podcast. I definitely can't wait to listen to it. And I'm excited for you and bring it. I hope you guys just kick ass and do well. Awesome. Thank thank you, you, Peter. Thank you.